From one coast to another, it's Kevin. Kevin. Bernie Sanders. Kevin, I have a touch of disappointment today. Oh. Uh, just a touch. Just oh, no. A, just a smattering. It's the type of disappointment that you get that you wouldn't normally have, but it's the type of disappointment that you get when your hopes are, when you allow your hopes to get up. Oh, no. That's why I don't do that. <laughs> That's why I keep a baseline platform of no hopes uh, ever. Um, absolutely. No. It's it's the same kind of disappointment that you have if you were, um, like, immediately after you scratch off a, a scratch-off lottery ticket. Where where you see, yeah. like, your winning numbers were 12, 33, and 36, and you had, like, 11 and 13, 32 and 34, and you're seeing, like, oh, if I had that, I would have $10,000 right now. Mm. It's a, it's a kind of disappointment where if if you didn't go out of your way and go towards a thing that you know is just nigh impossible, uh, you wouldn't have it. But because you went that route, you've got that level of disappointment. Right. That's why I when the when the when the big lotto numbers show up and a lot of people start buying tickets, I just opt out of that game completely because I know that if I even buy that ticket, I, I will start theorizing what happens if the money comes, even though the money is never going to come. Yes. Uh, and then no matter what, I'm let down. Uh, so in this way, I uh, continue living my shitty poor little life. Yes. Yeah, and and invariably, whenever it's like one of those big, like, it's a $12 million jackpot, you see whoever does win it gets makes headlines, and you'll see oh, yeah. that, like, they live in the Chicago suburbs, and they say, like, we might buy another car. And then you're just sitting there thinking, like, you know, if I had had that, you know, I could help my friend, you know? <laughs> sure, you have that. I could pay off all my friend's student loans, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's that, that extra disappointment where not only did you get something that would have been impossible for you to get, but also the worst person who could have got it did get it. Now it's just hoarded, stinking wealth. Now it's just this Scrooge McDuck vault of of one giant check that you're never going to get. Why did you play the lottery? I, exactly. So I have a touch of that disappointment today, but it is not from playing the lottery. Mm. It's from reading that short story I had to read in middle school English where the lottery meant that like people threw rocks at you. Yes. That uh, was the prize. Yeah, the, the, the lottery I entered in was, uh, you know, to see if I was going to be tribute for District 12 in the Hunger Games. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. I have an interesting life. And I'm not saying that because, like, I'm a young, dumb, white person who thinks everything that happens to them is the most interesting thing in the entire universe and there should be a reality show about me. I'm not one of those people. But, in all fairness, I do have an interesting life. And part of what makes things kind of interesting for me is that every five years, for the last 15 years, I almost get put on a game show. <laughs> and, uh -huh. and it's a thing where, like, 
that to most people maybe happens once, but it just so happens that it happens for me almost every five years. And you, you go through these cycles. There's a there's you know the Gregorian twelve uh, month calendar. Yes. Uh, there's a harvest sort of calendar, and then for you, there is a five-year calendar where every five years, you're almost on the prices, right? Yes, pretty much, and I can set my clock to it and everything. This is uh, the first episode of Kevin, and maybe the first thing that either one of us have ever done, where... The, the threat of, like, receiving a cease and desist or legal action is a possibility. Um, Ooh, doggy. But I know me, and I know the creative works that I'm involved in, and I know, like, the seven people <laughs> that will uh, take this in won't be Los Angeles lawyers, so I think I'm no. okay. Go for it. It's it's not something I, I talk about because it's it's that, that lottery disappointment. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had phone interviews to be on a game show seven or eight times in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And an extraordinary number of times. And there has been three times where, like, I've made it pretty deep into the casting process of a game show. You you got to, like, Bob Barker's couch. Exactly. There wow. is uh, one time, and I'll, and I'll put this so, like, there's just that hair of just, like, mysticism as to what I could be talking about. Sure. Because an NDA is really more of, like, a suggestion. Yes, yes. I'll, and I'll, a binding contract. I'll, I'll just put it where, like, legally it's nondescript enough that you don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, I was on the couch talking with a host of a show where you spend a lot of time on an island. That Mm. did happen. It's interesting. um, So (laughs) what shall we call this show? Uh, Let's call it Stay Alive. Yes, it's a competition to see who can stay alive the longest. So let's call it Stay Aliver. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that did happen. That's uh, and we you, you compete against people from all across the country. This great this great nation of ours. Yes, you go off to some far flung tropical place to become the last stay alive. One one of those shows where you think like you're living in subhuman conditions, and then you'll win a challenge for a reward not a reward challenge but a challenge for reward where you go Uh to visit the people who's just their whole lives has been doing what you've been doing for a fun chance at a check you're getting paid to fucking do like their lives yes you're getting paid but like one week you might win a pizza party exactly and we can we can go into more in detail upon that Mm. but that's not the most recent time I was almost on a game show. Sure, uh, but uh, certainly the most famous time. It's probably the most famous, um, and it was the instigating uh, action for this. But, Kevin, there's an alternate timeline in which, right now, I am in New York City with you, and we are yucking it up, and we are in in the flesh with each other, and we're yucking it up and having a good time. Because, somehow, some way. I ended up having not one, but two Skype auditions with a show where, you know, let's let's make this legally distinct. A show where it's a game and you need to match with people. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, the game of matching. A game of matching 
that's uh, I don't know who the host is, but maybe it's Daniel yeah, how old Holtman? are you? How old are you? Well, it's not 1976, but this show, this game of matching uh, has been uh-huh. uh, revived on one mm, oh, of Oh, I see. Uh, on one, <laughs> one of, the, of the lesser Baldwins. Yeah, uh, and, and let's just say it's one of the Baldwins. I'm sure it was like Daniel. There's no way it could be the one Baldwin everyone's thinking about. No, because he's too busy uh, cameoing on, on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, and it's not a thing where if you were to Google right now, in quotations, game match Baldwin. It wouldn't be the very first thing that comes up in that Google no, search. No, 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 it's no, no, not, no, no. It's not at all possible. Uh, uh, well, uh, well, <laughs> uh, well, it might be the Baldwin that you're thinking of. Oh, it might be no, everyone's first Baldwin. Can't be. I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying that it is. Again, to make this legally distinct, uh, distinct, we have a we have a sort of coy agreement uh, with the lawyers that be. But I'm seeing a lot of autoplay YouTubes here uh, of the 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 main Baldwin on this game of matching. The the main Baldwin, like checking to see if like Niecy Nash has written down the same thing that someone just suggested. He was really he was grilling Tim Meadows in the clip that I saw. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Um, Tim Meadows now officially the most referenced figure on this podcast. He, Keep going. He really is kind of like our. Uh, uh, we love Tim Meadows. He's great. He's wonderful. The, the ladies' man. Uh, the drummer. Walk hard. Walk we hard. love Tim Meadows. Absolutely. Tim Meadows is hilarious. Uh, he's a janitor in an episode of Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, Classic. Yeah. Tim Meadows is wonderful. But yeah, so Kevin, uh, let me tell you, from almost being on a game show <laughs> multiple times in my life, uh-huh. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Before we jump off, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, go ahead. Please. Did you did you two-part question. Did was your Skype interview with the main Baldwin and did he have to quickly reattach his pants because he instinctively saw the Skype icon pop up and whipped out his dick? It was not with <laughs> it. It was not with that what happened. It was not with the main Baldwin, but let, let me share this with you, because this is a good time, and if there's anyone in the world who will appreciate this, it will be sure. it will be my friend Kevin. So The underside of some Baldwin's dick. So in this game of matching, they will they will read a farcical scenario uh, to you, and there will be a blank, and you have to fill in that blank. And, oh. and these these things are usually weak Jay Leno Tonight Show jokes where you just have to find the punchline. Every question begins with, hey, Kev, you see this in the news? Yeah, it's exactly. Every, and, hey, Kevin, this is interesting. Uh, here's something. <laughs> Every question is that. <laughs> Jay Leno might be tied with Tim Meadows. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's a it's a tight race for first place right now between Tim and Jay. Uh and and then I mean we've got a Kevin here. Kevin, can you learn to play the same four notes on a bass guitar after I tell a joke? Jay. Uh I like how the hip tonight show that was where the band leader was Kevin Eubanks. He was like, "No, no, no, no. 
No rim shots. Let's just play what a rim shot would sound like on a bass. <laughs> We're going to transpose this to a new instrument. Yes. Uh, so if you got to the piano and you're like, doo doo doo, it's it's literally that, but on a bass guitar. Yeah, there's a, a handful of uh, during this Skype audition. There was definitely a uh, a question. Uh, where the subject was like Kim Kardashian. You know, the usual kind of fucking horseshit that you can't stand when you see on TV. <laughs> and Kevin, you would really appreciate this. I'm going to give you the question, and I'm going to, get, to give you the answer they were looking for, and then I'm going to give mm, you the answer I It was I Tim gave. answer. They were looking. They Tim had already written down his answer. You were you. They were hoping you would match. They were hoping I would match, and the question was something. And I had I I will say I had been doing well. I had I had been getting several consecutive matches up until this point. So I don't think this is the one that cost me. But who knows? The question was something to the extent of Tom Cruise's lovemaking patterns are named after his famous movies. The one he doesn't want you to know about is blank. Cocktail! The the answer Tim Meadows had written down is, of course, a few good men. Of course. <laughs> ha! Oh, if, oh, Kev. Oh, Jay. If, if you were... <laughs> If you were Tonight Show with Jay Leno writer Bob Melendez, that's the joke you would write. Oh, because he's gay. Because he's gay, and it's because he's gay. And, uh, and still, in the year two thousand and nineteen, that's an acceptable punchline. That's the oh Tim. We gotta you gotta update your material, Tim. Tim. Come on, man. <laughs> um, however. So that's the answer they're looking for. Vern, sure. however, mm. he's well-versed on, like, cinema, but maybe not, like, cinema that everyone has seen. He he, sure. he veers off track a little bit. And he also doesn't pay a lot of attention to Tom Cruise. Not because he alleged, like, you know, what his sexual preferences, but because the definite he's a member of a cult. Um... <laughs> Because he is the poster child, the face of a uh, uh, of a terrible cult organization. Yes, and I just you know every nothing single, good was founded on a boat. Every single thing he's in, he's an EP on, and I just don't want to support that. So I don't pay sure. a lot of attention to Tom Cruise. But the answer for this question about Tom Cruise's love-making habits being named after his movies. The obvious answer is A Few Good Men. But when you put Vern on the spot and he has to come up, the, come up with the answer, Vern says, live, die, repeat, edge of tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow sounds like an excellent second sex position. I mean... Uh, live, die, repeat. <laughs> Less so. Right, it's the one that Tom wouldn't want uh, to get out there. Yeah, exactly. He would, um, he would yeah, hate... Yeah, because he keeps... He comes too quickly. The little death. He lives, he dies, he repeats. <laughs> exactly. It's the only thing I could come up with. And boy, did I feel embarrassed that that's the only thing I could come up with. <laughs> 
but and you know maybe you know maybe now that will be maybe maybe this this show will take off and maybe that will be the google fill-in answer for this tonight show with Jalen ojo uh, and i had something i had or i had something i got completely distracted by by tom cruise oblivion oblivion hey, that that works too uh that's what it sounds like when tom cruise uh, creams. I did try to do a recovery joke where I said, sounds like missionary position impossible, but I don't know if that <laughs> won me any favors. Uh, but there was a month, Kevin, where I, you know, after a, a Skype audition where I could be on a game of matching or a month where I was doing that like, all right, cool, I'm going to go to New York City, I'm going to win $25,000, I'm just going to spend some time in New York with my friend Kevin, and whenever that call did not come in uh, at the beginning of the month, I I was a little let let down, I was a little bummed out, and the the thing that i think bums me out about the whole thing the whole the whole process is every single time i've almost been on a game show the number one thing i've been told by these casting agents is just be yourself you'll be fine just be yourself no tim doesn't want you to be yourself and you also hear that in job interviews, but I know that like when I was applying to work at the Halloween store last August, I would not have gotten a job if I made a reference to Tom Cruise's sexual prowess being live, die, repeat, you know, like, <laughs> and, and you see the kind of things on, on TV where like someone, some orthodontist from New Hampshire makes the joke about Kim Kardashian and turns out that's exactly what Tim Meadows wrote down. And you're like, what does the orthodontist from New Hampshire have that I don't? What, what is this guy? It's like when I would send it, when I was desperate for employment, and you send out an application to every shitty job you can think of. And it's like, what am I not bringing to the table that Pay Less Shoes wants? What am I, what am I lacking as a candidate at Planet Fitness that, 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 I, that I cannot bring, but, but someone else can? It's, it's a thing where... In my most recent job search, I received a letter saying, like, we are sorry, just what you have and what you bring to the table is not a good fit for our team right now. And I received that email from Urban Outfitters, yet the job I ended up getting, like, I sell kayaks to people. <laughs> it's the easiest sales job. They're coming to you looking for kayaks. I'm I, I'm cut out for... Selling somebody something that they could die in <laughs> if it misused, but I'm not cut out to sell milk and honey by Rumi Capier or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't have what it takes to sell lawn ornaments at your fine establishment, but if I give a guy a canoe he's not suited for, it's over. It's a thing, and I'm, I know, like, on a micro level, that's probably the same thing that, like, real actors go through and real sure. people, you know, that, like... You go through months of auditions, and then you see the final product, 
and you and you and you sit there and you and you stew on it for a minute and you're like this guy we we talk about tim meadows and you and i both really enjoy walk hard and don't get me wrong there was absolutely no one else that should have played dewey cox in that movie but there were people who were turned down for the role of guy whose dick's out in a hotel room. Uh-huh. And you know they're sitting at home like, why couldn't that be me? What? What? When I went to the audition process for one of two guys who carry a plane of glass across the road in the middle of a speeding car chase... <laughs> Why did that go to that guy and not me? That's a very strange place to be at in your life where you're not good enough to work at Urban Outfitters, but there's a chance you're good enough to be on ABC, but not <laughs> that good of a chance. You know, it's a weird... Yeah. It's... I, I just... I, I wish... You're qualified to direct a feature film, <laughs> but oddly enough, you just can't make it work at Dick's Sporting Goods. We will seriously consider flying you <laughs> to Sao Paulo, Brazil, so that you'll starve to death for 40 days. But you're also not qualified to sell Halloween masks. It's baffling. I wish sometimes I was either a zero or a ten. <laughs> 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 Instead you know? of this shitty six yeah. right in the middle. Like, I wish I was either a total mess or someone who really had it all together. <laughs> Instead of this weird mishmash that I am, where if you need quality information about the Fox sitcom Stacked starring Pamela Anderson... <laughs> I'm your guy, but every other month I neglect to pay my credit card bill on top. I wish I could pick one. Vern, you know what? We seriously considered it. We really seriously thought, yeah, let's give this guy $7,000 and an hour each week on the El Rey Network to make a movie. We thought about it, but we decided, no, never mind. You're not cut out for that. But also, you're not cut out to sell DVDs at Barnes & Noble. I'm... He's good enough to take furniture out to people's cars, but he's not good enough to be the manager of that. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And it's, it's, it's a process where, man, I wish it wouldn't happen every five years. I wish it wouldn't have happened after the first time. <laughs> but every five <laughs> years, it happens. And it always leaves me in a place like... Well, what the fuck am I good at? <laughs> I was wondering how we were going to shit on ourselves this week. And I was like, are we going to get there? Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, we don't got worry. There. It's, it's going we, to happen. We made it to the point where we just upturned a bucket of shit on ourselves. And we breathe deep and say, I deserve this. There was uh, one of these times in which I was almost on a game show. There was one of these times where I believe it was you... Uh, sent me a link for a application to be on a show where you make your own movie. And uh, the application was incredible because it was asking all these questions like, what speaks to you about cinema? What, what 
can you put on the screen that is not there right now? And it was a time where I, I looked at this application. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this application for the application. I'm not going to do it because I want to get on some show. I'm not going to do it because like, oh, I want a quick shot at stardom or 15 minutes or whatever. I just looked at it. I'm like, this will be a good thing to remind me of why I want to do the things I want to do. This will be good for my soul. And so with the idea that like, I will never get called, nothing will happen from this. I'm going to go ahead and fill out this application. And I just spill my heart about what cinema means to me and why it speaks to me and why it's so important. And then the next day I see that missed call from Los Angeles, California on my cell phone. And I think, holy shit, they saw the passion that I wrote in my answers. They saw the passion in what I had to say. They're interested in what I want to do uh, cinematically. And then I redial that number and they tell me, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm casting for this show. We saw your application. And I get so excited to talk about film and why it speaks to my soul. And they say, we have a question. We got to know this about your application. Where did you take your picture? <laughs> oh. And I'm like, well, where did you? And I'm like, oh, that picture that I sent in. Well, I'm wearing either Lewis or Clark's coat and I'm doing it in the attic of the St. Charles Boathouse. They're like, okay, we just had to know. Click. Click. <laughs> the hardest click. It's phones don't really do click anymore, but somehow. Somehow. He, like, slammed his cell phone down on the desk. Even though it was very clearly, like, a Skype call when they called me, somehow I heard the Skype being slammed into the receiver. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> And, and phones don't do dial tone anymore your <laughs> cell phone. It, it, for some reason, my phone didn't just immediately go to my like my home screen, you know, with my <laughs> Facebook app open or whatever. They showed you a live video of them, like, printing out your application on a dot matrix <laughs> and just crumpling it up and tossing it in the trash. And definitely throwing it behind their head and not even looking to see if it went in, and it totally didn't. Like, they didn't even care enough that, like, it went into the trash can or not. And that's it, baby. If anyone is ever curious, uh, I am... I'm not quite good enough to starve to death on an island. I'm not quite good enough to make a movie about a Filipino monster, and I'm not quite good enough to tell you definitively about Kim Kardashian's ass. But I, you know, I'm I'm not bad at I'm not bad at like selling life preservers. So you got that going for you. My favorite uh Tom Cruise sex position <laughs> is of course Ooh <laughs> Born on the Fourth of July <laughs> Conceived on the Fourth of July <laughs> Creamed on the Fourth of July. We're getting further from the word born. Porn, yeah, porn on the fourth of July. Porn on the fourth of July. Porn on the fourth of July. There we go. Click, click.